0: What's up everybody, Justin Soderberg here from just another podcast. This is an MMA special podcast bonus edition, uh, this week. Cause this weekend there's a huge UFC fight that features a new England native, uh, and friend of the program, friend of our guest and myself, um, Calvin Cater is fighting Max Holloway on UFC on ABC. Uh, it's gonna be a huge, huge, huge fight. Max is the number one ranked, uh, featherweight in the UFC and, uh, Calvin is a number sixth ranked UFC featherweight uh, a win on sun Saturday could be a huge, 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 huge thing for Calvin. So we thought we'd do a special bonus podcast and invite Mike on to talk about this weekend's fight and see how what's up in the world of MMA uh, and UFC on ABC. So, Thank you for joining us. I really hope this just shouldn't be too long. This should just be a little bit of a quick bonus podcast for you to have uh, on this week uh, when there's a bunch of other crap going on in this world. might be nice to uh, escape a little bit and listen to something about MMA. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. UFC on ABC, Holloway versus Cater. Let's talk some MMA. Thank you, guys.
1: This Saturday, the UFC starts 2021 off with a bang. When top ranked featherweights collide, former champion Max Holloway hopes to get back into title contention by stopping the devastating striking of Calvin Cater, looking for his third consecutive win. Plus, a full card of hard-hitting action. Don't miss UFC Fight Night live on ABC and ESPN Plus.
0: How's it going, Mike?
1: good yeah no yeah. complaints how about you
0: yeah i'm doing well I'm doing well i did want to say i've said this a couple of times now is i'm in my bedroom now i used to have a an actual den that i record podcasting with some cool things behind me but I now i had that. to buy yeah. i had to buy a black sh- uh backdrop and a frame for it because i'm having a baby so we're turning oh. the den into the baby room <laughs> <laughs> so now i'm moving i've had to move my office into my bedroom and yep. so now i have this black sheet behind me it makes me feel like i'm edward snowden um <laughs> And you don't know where I am.
1: (laughs) I I had to do the same thing. I remember when my first son was born, I lost my office. So that's
0: that's what happens. Eventually, the plan is to buy a house and have some space that I could have an office. Because I work from home three or four days a week anyway so i like having some space to actually put my stuff down on yeah <laughs> but with recording a podcast weekly too it is nice to not have to set stuff up every time so like yeah, when this exactly. is done i have to tear that all down put uh, it away and so if not you just see my dirty bed behind me so it's a little... <laughs> yeah, but so uh first of all mike joined us a while back to talk hockey Mike also is a big fan of and has covered uh, mixed martial arts as well. So we're going to talk mixed martial arts today in a special bonus edition of this podcast because there's a huge fight coming up this weekend uh, with someone we all love and respect with Calvin. But also, I mean, I respect Max Holloway too. So uh, great fighters. So it's going to be a great fight, but also it's UFC on ABC, uh, which is huge. So um, the fights return to uh, network television for the first time since what, 2000. I think it was 17 when they left or uh, the last with Fox.
1: Uh, yeah, Go I think now. so. I think and so. so
0: it's network television, Saturday afternoon. It's not super late, which is awesome because yeah. you know, most of these title fights are at one o'clock in the morning. We've covered them. We know what it's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're there yeah, I, think, I think we were together in an arena in, an arena in bangor maine until like 4 a.m one night
0: <laughs> it was insane and then i ended up sleeping in my car because i'm like i didn't get a hotel room. Oh, i was right. gonna drive back i didn't end up sleeping in my car that night yeah, so uh, we were
1: there really late that that building's awesome though i haven't been there since that fight yeah. and i think it was brand new when we were there
0: wasn't it, it is brand new i mean there's nothing going on there right now anyway well, yeah. but uh i think you can register your car there i, can, I think the city hall is like Breaking up where you can put, do stuff. And so I think you can go register your car there. You can pay your excise tax there or something because the building's not being used. But yeah. uh, is,
1: that where Maine, is that where Maine basketball plays their home games? Mm-hmm. They do, right? Maine
0: basketball does, but Maine hockey doesn't, which was stupid because they they were like, You Maine, if you want to play hockey here, you have to put ice in. And so they just yeah, play basketball I there. But it's a nice I think building. I liked it. You Maine, is planning on building something or doing something at the university to bring basketball back to campus because no one goes to the games because it's 20 minute drive to get to the game. So uh, not that people go to college basketball in Maine anyway, but, um, (laughs) so yeah, so Calvin, uh, is from new England. He's part of the new England cartel. Uh, he grew up in Methuen area. Uh, and that's why there's a focus on this on this podcast. We're MMA fans, but we're also fans of Calvin uh, and hope that someone from new England does something good in the world of mixed martial arts. There's a lot of people who do good things in mixed martial arts in New England. But, um, so Calvin's fighting Max Holloway. Uh, Calvin's number six ranked featherweight. Max is number one, uh, former, uh, champion Max Holloway. And he's, uh, it's gonna be a good, big, big fight, uh, for Calvin, big fight for the UFC. Um, but before we get into that, really, do you have a little bit of insight on how Calvin became where he is now that you want to get into or
1: uh yeah so i I kind of remember the first the, the beginning, I guess not not I wasn't there at the very, very beginning, but he was a wrestler at Methuen High School, and I started covering him right early on um because it was I was working at the Eagle Tribune Methuen was in our coverage area, and it was just, hey, this is a guy that is local it's he's from here it was he was still just fighting local fights, but like this was something to write about at the paper. And I liked MMA and I think I pitched it and they, they went with it. The first fight I covered was, I'm um, looking at his record now, it was his ninth fight. He went okay. eight and one. He beat Andrew, Mo- Andrew Montanez at American Steel Cage Fighting 2, <laughs> which was in September was September 11th, 2009 in Salem, New Hampshire. It was at the Ice Center, uh, the hockey rink that's kind of behind the mall there in uh, the Rockingham Mall. <laughs> so that was the first time I met him was the week that, of that fight. Uh, And we talked about, you know, some of his earlier fights, he fought on an elite XC show, like his third or fourth fight in that even he has said was too early for him to fight on a show of that size, but it was offered to him. I think he was like a late sub uh, and he went in there and uh, he got submitted by James Jones at that point when I had covered the Montanez fight, that was his only loss. He was eight and one after that win. Uh, and then just kind of followed him from there, like continued to cover him locally. I know you did as well. Mm. Uh, covered some shows in Lowell, a lot of shows up in New Hampshire for Combat Zone and uh, covered a couple of his fights for CES down in Providence. One of it was at the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Uh, and then obviously he signed with the UFC. And, and it's kind of been, uh, I think he was kind of thrown into the UFC, kind of like the same thing as anything else. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. let, let's see how you do. A lot of those guys get like one or, or two or three fight deals at the very beginning. Uh, I don't remember. I think he was like a late fill-in, even when he signed in UFC. He yeah. yeah. He
0: was a he. Uh, there was a draw, it was a fight that he. Uh, they needed a replacement fighter, uh, and he fought Andre Feely, uh, Andre Touchy Feely, uh, and that I was late, was the, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. it was a very late. Yeah. Um, and so
1: usually, I know, like with that, they usually give those guys like at least another fight after that. Like if you lose that first fight on a week's notice, they're not just gonna be like, hey, you can't come back. They they, they understand the situation. They're pretty good at giving those guys another opportunity and he's taken an opportunity and, and run with it, obviously. I like yeah,
0: and, he, and he won that fight too, which is awesome. So he got his late start USC, but yeah. he also won the initial fight that he got on the USC, uh, which is pretty cool. Cause we covered, we talked back when I launched mill city sports uh, years ago, um, the former website that he used to run. Um, and you did an article for me about whether or not UFC was the next step for him. But he ended up, he was off for three years. Like two, 2013, yeah. it was his last fight before he fought again in 2016 on CES. And we thought, well, maybe that was, he, he had, what, purchased a combat zone? And he so did, yeah. he, had been, he still owns it. i think think he doesn't i think it's yeah yeah, his brother does basically most of the day-to-day probably he's just there because yeah i think uh he's got other things to focus on right now but right now he um yeah so we we he had done combat zone as a promoter and so i felt like maybe he was done getting into the actual octagon and getting into the ring and fighting and so he took a couple years off but then he kind of like started he was training all along because i think fighters train whether they're fighting or not. I just had that mentality. Um, and so when they were fighting, when he was um, getting ready to fight again, we were like, oh, maybe he's actually going to do something with this. And he fought twice and then got the call to the UFC to go yeah. fight in the UFC. So it's like, maybe he would have been in here a little bit earlier uh, if he had continued fighting. Um, but maybe that's a benefit to him. I mean, I don't know. He's 32 years old now. So he is not a super young fighter in the UFC, um, but he's got a number of years left. I mean, look at some of these fighters that are fighting in their late 30s now. Yeah. Um And he doesn't sustain a lot of damage, I don't think. Like if you look at his fights in the UFC, at least you're not looking at him, looking at him all broken up on the face. I mean, he has, you know, most of his fights, uh, the losses he's gone to decisions, but he's knocked out a number of people. I mean, he's 22 and four in his career with 11 knockouts. Uh, The four losses he has, the two UFC ones are both decision. So he's never gotten really knocked out in the UFC. Um, So I think he can continue to fight for a long time in the UFC, and this could be a big push towards that i mean his I mean, title contention next mm. in his line if he beats max holloway of course I would, um, yeah, I would think so i mean it's definitely on the plate i mean for sure i mean number one ranked fighter he's number six the only loss that he's had in the last five fights was against the number three ranked fighter i'm not going to try to say his name again zabit maga <laughs> whatever his name is uh, yes. and it was a fight of night candidate so it's not even like he had a horrible fight in that fight so do you think that he would have Coming to the UFC a little earlier, if he would have continued fighting, or you think this is just the time and the right time?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, you know, I, I think I I remember re- he seeing an interview he did with somebody else. It may have been, I don't know if it was MMA Junkie or one of those websites where uh, he had even kind of alluded to that. You know, like if he was kind of coming back with the the intent of, hey, this is my one last shot to make it to the UFC. He wasn't sure he was going to give it one more go, type of thing. And obviously, it worked out. But yeah, I think, you know, maybe it would have uh, sped that up a little bit, especially if he had won a couple of fights. Uh, if he had won a couple of fights locally, because he was fighting bigger. He wasn't just fighting local fights, like when he stopped. He was fighting regional fights. Mm. Uh, you know, it wasn't just like, hey, these are stuff in, in Lowell and Methuen and Salem, New Hampshire. He was in Providence. He was fighting bigger kind of region, on regional shows. So, yeah, I think it probably would have opened that door up a little bit too, a, a little bit earlier. And then, like you said, though, it, there's there's a flip side of that coin where okay, he took three years off even more. So his fights, he hasn't taken a lot of damage in his fights, but he even had a three year period there where he didn't take any damage at all. So it's like, how does that, it it was training, but how can that kind of prolong his career when he was able to kind of heal up and not take any heavy damage for those three years? You know, you would think that I've heard fighters talk about how like there's uh there's a, like a punch card or something like that on, on every fighter. You can only take so many, so many blows before you're just, you're done. Well, you know, yeah, he's 32, but he's, he's had some time off there. So maybe his punch cards got a little bit more left on it than, than some other guys.
0: Well, like laughing about it. Cause if I, I did some research on obviously the two, two uh, fighters in this main uh, main event on uh, this card is Calvin and max max uh, max is 29 and Calvin's 32. But if he took three, uh, three years off that max Holloway didn't take off, technically they're both 39. <laughs> Or 29. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. they're both, I mean, if you think about the damage, like you had mentioned as punch card, the idea that you fight in those three years, you're going to take at least some damage in those three years. Uh, maybe he would have been out of the USC by now. You know what I mean? Like maybe he would have gone a little bit too early and then taken the hit, hits and taken the defeats and then maybe not been able to be in his position where he's potentially fighting for a title fight next um and that's the thing so they're 22 and 4 11 knockouts 21 and 6 for max with 10 knockouts so it's a pretty evenly contested battle i mean between these two people um so yeah maybe he wouldn't have been at this fight yet or at all if he would have gone and not taken the three years off who knows i mean we obviously don't know
1: and and i think he's he's probably gotten better too like i think those three years off in training probably helped him because if you look almost all of his wins and actually i'm looking here all of his wins going up to the ufc were all decision wins his last one two three four five six fights so this is a guy whose na- nickname was he was coming up was the boston finisher because he was finishing everybody and he was knocking out everybody and then all of a sudden he had a run there of six fights in a row that yeah he won but he was winning them by decision and one of them was mm-hmm. a split decision so uh, I-, I wonder too then you see him you get back into the ufc where he took he took a three year a three year hiatus. He comes back. He's in the UFC fighting. You would think better competition, and now all of a sudden he's knocking people out again. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know what what did he add to his repertoire? What did he add to his game in those three years? Because like you said, he was training the whole time. Uh, it certainly seems like it made him a better fighter because it almost seemed like as he was fighting those bigger regional fights things were getting tougher and he wasn't able to knock guys out. He also dropped in weight around that time mm. too, which I think, which I think hurt him. He talked about, I remember the fight in Providence. He fought Sal Almeida in Providence. Um, it was at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That was the, uh, that was a bigger card. It was a, there was a lot of people there because Dave Batista was on that card. Mm. Uh, that was his one and only MMA fight. Mm. And I remember going to interview Calvin after that fight, he beat Sal Almeida, but I think that was the first or second fight that he dropped in weight. And when I went back into his locker room, his brother met me outside and he was like, you know, he's going to need a couple of minutes. And he was just laid out on the ground and and was like, just exhausted, just completely exhausted. Uh, And I think that weight, you know, dropping in weight was tough for him. And that's probably why he went into a run there of decisions and just was having trouble finding that power. Now he's still at that weight. But over the course of the three years, I think he's been able to find a way to still incorporate his power into that weight class. And we've seen him one, two, three, four, four knockouts in in the UFC since he's been in there. So,
0: And one of those knockouts is Jeremy Stevens, which is not someone that's like an easy knockout and was knockout of the year by MMA Junkie. So it's like, it's not just like small wins and knockouts. It's like, he's beating him. He beat Ricardo Lamas, who also, again, unbelievable UFC fighter. He's beaten these names that are not just your, you know, running the like, Oh, we need to fight quickly in the, you know, opening card on, on Facebook or whatever it was back in the day, uh, when they did those live streams. Um, this is a card. he's getting fights. He's not just getting, I mean, he went from unranked to ranked yeah. almost instantly because of the way he was fighting and the way he had done through those three years and become the fighter. He is now, um, on yeah, the, side of that, the,
1: the Jeremy Stevens fight, he fought yeah. 46, he said 46 fights going into that fight. He had been knocked out twice.
0: Yes. And get knocked bird, yeah. out in the fashion that he wins a quote unquote internet award of knockout of the year. I mean, that's that's a big, big, big thing for him. And that and that's what Dana White wants to see. I mean, you know that. We've seen these years and years and years of the MMA. It's like the difference between MMA and a lot of other sports or fighting in a lot of other sports is someone creates the fights. It's not like it's not the Lakers and the Celtics win the Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals, and now they're in the championship, two best teams in the league. Da, 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 da. It's like if the NBA commissioner just was like, okay, the uh, Warriors are going to play the Celtics in the championship. That's how the NBA, uh, the yeah. uh, MMA is, or fighting in general. And so these are things, like, in order to win in the UFC, you have to do things like knock out Jeremy Stevens to get the next step. And that's what he did and showed Dana White and the matchmakers at UFC, hey, I can be this person. I can fight even though I took three years off, which, again, probably doesn't matter in the UFC's eyes. As long as you win and you are very very good looking at winning you're going to get fights um but they obviously saw something in him because obviously they went back and saw that he lost to the number three ranked fighter dropped down a little bit to number six and then now is going to fight number one ranked fighter they obviously saw that he has potential to be something big for the ufc because they wouldn't have given this fight to him
1: yeah and this is going to be an interesting one too like i'm really excited to see what he looks like against someone the caliber of max holloway because I, I think there's no question like this, this will be the toughest fight of his career. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's really shouldn't be any question about that. I don't think he's ever fought anybody uh, as highly ranked as Holloway is. And like you said, a former champion, he's never fought a former champion, uh, a, a former champion that just lost. I mean, he lo- lost his, the featherweight championship to volkanowski uh, in December of last mm-hmm. year, had the rematch in July and lost the rematch, but, I mean, this is a guy who's you know been fighting every fight since 2016 has been a fight, been a title fight mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's either won or defended or was go or was getting his rematch for the UFC featherweight title. We're going on on well, it was December of 16, so you know a little over four years. This is by far going to be the toughest fight of his career. It's the toughest competition of his career, and it's just gonna, it's going to be fun to see what does he look like against that guy because. We've seen him fight – high. like Jeremy Stevens is a, is a really good – he's not a really good fighter since he's been in the UFC. He hasn't fought anybody the caliber of Max Hallway yet. That's what's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to watch.
0: And I think both fighters, in a sense, have nothing to lose in a, in a small sense. I mean, Holloway has nothing to lose, in my opinion. He's lost yeah. two fights in a row, both title fights, that if he loses – I mean, he should just – he is on that decline. If he loses against uh, Cater, he's on that decline back to – you're, you know, Jose Aldo's those guys who had fought for titles, yeah. but now we're fighting. Now we're going to start to slip down a little bit because they're either getting older or just have lost what they had. Um, uh, not not no, he's not going to cut. <laughs> what I'm saying is that he's just, he's not going to like, he's not going to get another title fight tomorrow. With. If, he, if you know, yeah, if he, he would
1: have to, he would have to earn it again.
0: So the idea that he has nothing to lose, meaning that just put everything you have out there is scary for Calvin, but in the same sense for Calvin, it's like, how much longer can he fight in the UFC? Um, he probably could fight a long time if he wins and loses and wins. And like, he just has that, you know, multiple losses might make him out of the UFC, but if he shows he can fight, so why wouldn't he also go into this with nothing to lose? If he wins, he gets a title shot. Hopefully if he loses, he's still going to be a top 15 ranked fighter. He lost to the number one ranked fighter, yeah. former champion. So it's like, in a sense, they, this, why this fight could be huge for both the UFC and us as fans is because both fighters are going to go into this with nothing to lose. In my opinion, like, both of them want to win really badly. And both of them will put everything they can in the octagon and won't leave anything uh, for chance. Cause it's just, they both want the title shot.
1: Yeah. It, it almost like it makes sense for Calvin. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. going to be the number six ranked fighter. You're fighting the number one ranked fighter. Here's your opportunity to to jump over some guys, you know. Because like you said, if if he beats Max Holloway, he's not going from six to five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's gonna he's gonna leapfrog some guys. Uh, it almost you know with Max, I think Max is honestly probably looking at it as here's an opportunity for me to step down a little bit and get a win. Because on on the surface, it's like, well, why does a guy who's the number one ranked fighter even want to entertain fighting the number mm-hmm. six ranked fighter. Well, the reason why he wants to entertain it is because he thinks he's going to be able to step in there and get a win and, and get himself back into the title picture. Um, but, you know, either way, I don't think a loss here is going to be a, a big black eye on either of these guys. Uh, it's not going to get either of them cut. You know, It'll shuffle the rankings around a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Mac uh, Holloway's obviously looking to get back into the title hunt. He's looking to get back into the, uh, the title picture, maybe even get another title shot here again um and then calvin i mean if cal this is huge if calvin wins his fight he just catapults himself almost right to the top of that division
0: i mean at least one or two i mean you have to think that maybe he has one more fight behind him maybe he has to rematch uh zabit again the number three ranked fighter to get that possible but like it's a possibility also with the way that things go with injuries with covid with all this other stuff that's going on there too is if he gets moved up to rank number one or two he could be just next in line for a title fight because of the way that scheduling works. Like it has nothing to like Sometimes it has some, like he could have gotten a title fight at number six ranked if no one else was available ahead of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that idea that in the UFC, again, because of the way the scheduling works and the way they pick fights, it's a possibility that even if he wins, if he wins against max and doesn't immediately get a title shot that he might just fall in line at a title shot because of injuries or lack of an available opponent. Um, which is pretty crazy to think about that again, Not many, many years ago, he was out of the game altogether, and now he's fighting for potential ramifications for a a, a belt in the featherweight division. Um, we will say is that Halloway has lost three out of four fights, too. I mean, it's not just the last two. I mean, he won against Frankie Edgar, but lost immediately before that, too. So he is desperately in need of a win to continue if he wants that other uh, title shot again. Again, not desperately in need of a win for staying in the UFC because Max also draws fans. I think. I think he's likable. I think he fights hard. UFC is going to put him on cards, whether it's a main event or not, to 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 sell fights because he's a good fighter. I mean, it's not like he, like you said, he's not in risk of losing his UFC contract. He's in risk of not getting a title shot anytime soon if he loses.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting too. Like if Calvin wins, what happens? Because Brian Ortega probably wants a featherweight title shot too It probably feel feels like he deserves one. He's number two right behind hallway. You have to imagine if Holloway loses Ortega's sitting there going, well I'm I'm the next guy in line. Ortega also just just want to fight I think over the number four or five ranked featherweight in October or November. So so he's in that he's in that conversation. And I think you know the, the matchmakers could also look at it and look at Calvin and say, okay, well Calvin lost to Zabit, Ortega getting the next title shot, Calvin and Zabit fighting maybe on that same card and the winner of that fight getting the mm-hmm. next title shot probably makes some sense. I, I don't know that he can jump himself right into the title picture, but he, he, could, he could jump himself into number two or number three. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I could certainly see if, if Hallway loses his fight, Hallway falls behind Ortega, behind Zabit, behind Cater, Ortega, Ortega moves up to number one, he gets the title shot is so a beats number 2 cuz he beat cater, calvin then's number 3 and then you kind of have that you could even work out the same card where you get the title fight and then 2 and 3 are going at it for that next title shot. Uh, that could be the way that they that they kind of tear it. That's always made sense to me. I never understood why they don't try to do that more often. You know, kind of have the title fight and the number 1 contender fight on the same show so there's the same period off like you know at the end of the night what your next title fight's going to be.
0: And and also you could have that WWE uh, uh, theatrics to it as well, where it's like after they win, say that because yeah. obviously because obviously the co-main event would be the uh, the challenger to the winner of the main event, yep. and so the co-main event winner goes back to the locker room, gets dressed, whatever comes back out, watches the fight and at the end.
1: They match them up, you can bring them in the yes. cage together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, and
0: you so I, It'd be more like a tournament style. Do I don't it's like it's that aspect of what Bellator's done for a while there, the tournament uh, aspect of it to it, but you have it on the same card and all that stuff. I mean, they probably in one point they tried to, and again, the scheduling of getting that those sure. fights made yeah. at the time because someone has to have a longer layoff than the other person and so on to get into that. like you said though, once they fight on the same card, they should technically have the same layoff um, between the next title fight in that division because of the fact they both fought on the same card. Depending on yeah. who got beat up more than the other person, obviously.
1: Um, yeah, you probably can't do it all the time, um, but I, I would think as many times as you can, because there's going to be times where, like, okay, well, maybe our number three contender just won a fight two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, you can't you can't have him in a in a in a Correct. title eliminator fight, you know, if he just fought two weeks ago. Although yeah, that was I mean, happening in December, there wasn't there a guy that fought like. I forget who it was, but I think in the last time they were in Abu Dhabi, there was a guy who fought like three times in four weeks or something.
0: He just stayed in Abu Dhabi and just kept on fighting. I mean, yeah, if he like, if, I, it,
1: uh, if you he win, kept winning by knockout, he kept yeah, winning by so, knockout in the first round. Like he was barely yeah. touched, so like he, they yeah. just kept giving him fights while he was there.
0: And if you if you're if you're a similar weight to your actual cut weight, like if you're not someone who has to drop 3040 pounds, yeah. then there's no reason why you'd be fatigued or dehydrated because of it. So <laughs> you might as well. I mean, you get paid for it if you're there. Yeah, there was some,
1: He at least fought twice. I, I'd have to look. I forget who it was. But I know because they were at Fight Island for like three weeks the last time. And I, I, I know he at least fought twice in those three weeks it's just insane i
0: mean which is again if you i mean it makes sense it almost makes sense too for the ufc to bring some fighters to fight island yeah that like could fill in just so they're there they're they're quarantined they're ready to go maybe they don't fight maybe they just have a vacation in fight Island and watch the fights but it wouldn't be a bad idea to have some fill-ins on the island just to be yeah. sure that they have the fights to, to fill the card um did you see dana white's video have those
1: guys fighting each other do yeah, no,
0: did you see the video about him just like his hotel room the no. freaking things they do in that, that that Fight Island, the stuff that they have like popcorn making machines and smoothie making machines. I mean, he looks like he's on cloud nine living uh, being in a Fight Island. I think he'd move to Fight Island. I was uh, gonna say they might never come back, which is pretty <laughs> funny because didn't they people give him shit thinking that they weren't actually gonna have Fight Island and now he has yes. it and he's been able to do like very good things with it. Uh, yeah. And again, because it's in Abu Dhabi, most most of us in the United States on the Eastern Conference or Eastern side part of the country get to watch it at a reasonable time. Yeah, if this fight was in in Los Angeles or in New York, we'd be watching. I'd be probably rewatching it the day after. Same, because, I, yeah. because I'm not watching a one o'clock in the morning Calvin fighting uh, Max, but like you know, it's just it's pretty cool how they've been able to do um, the Fight Island and uh, have these fights in these. I mean, so speaking of that, I want to go back onto Calvin again at the uh, in a couple minutes, but I wanted to quickly jump, touch on the ABC part um, that I talked about at the top. Uh, Huge first fight on ABC. Again, ABC is owned by Disney, who also owns ESPN, who has the contract with um, the UFC to to broadcast their fights. It will also be on ESPN Plus uh, as well. Um, Do you think this is all a ploy to make it so they can advertise 257 on national television? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think that's a big part of it. Because like... ESPN, like here's the thing, for the first time ever, the the television provider and the pay-per-view provider are the same mm-hmm. people, because mm-hmm. you, you buy the pay-per-views through ESPN Plus, so before you could be like, well, why is Fox going to care about plugging a pay-per-view when they don't have it? Well, a- ABC has the pay-per-view, and it's a McGregor fight, so <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think I think that's a huge part of it. I think it's, hey. let's get, let's get this McGregor advertising in front of as many people as we possibly can. And the question gonna that becomes, run, you're, you're going to see McGregor videos sprinkled out that entire show. Oh, absolutely. I
0: mean, just, I, I, you know, there's a fight in between too. There's a card in between. Uh, there's a card <laughs> like on Wednesday night or something like that, which probably would be a very, very small watched card because of the fact that <laughs> this card on Saturday is a pretty big card and it's on ABC. And then next weekend's the, 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 the McGregor fight on pay-per-view. So like this card is probably just in there to have more fights in Abu Dhabi. But it, it seems such like a, it makes sense because we love the sport i think that it has become a lot more mainstream i mean they just announced a couple of weeks ago 25 million followers on instagram for ufc which is insane um the company sold years a couple of years ago for four billion dollars the idea that mma is rousing to the ranks that it is now and becoming one of the major sports in the in the world um to have it on network television national television abc the same channel that displays the nba finals um it's crazy i mean it's literally gonna go it's it's up in that time when people talk about sports on abc it's the UFC, nba finals you know uh uh, golf and then tennis and all this other stuff i mean it's becoming a major um network show network sport and it's huge and it's really cool that we have a connection because the idea it's a fighter from new england a fighter from massachusetts is fighting on that card i'm sure calvin's pretty pumped about that too because people get to watch this fight for free yeah (laughs) like there's no pay in this fight and it's which is really cool i mean you have to have just a cable as long as you have cable or or youtube tv or any of those stations that that can have abc you'll be able to watch this fight uh and which is pretty cool you the the prelims are on espn plus but um the actual fight which is funny you have to pay for the prelims so you don't have to pay for the actual fights that's pretty funny uh but yeah so what do you i mean do you think this is there's gonna be more of this or do you think it's just gonna be this was literally just to sell pay-per-views for 257
1: i mean this is probably a trial run from on, on disney's part uh to see how it does because it's also not in prime time like it's a saturday afternoon uh, I, I think it's a little bit of a trial run to see how it does. If it does well, if it does well, they're going to do it again. I mean, it, I think they're not going to do it frequently. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see cards on ESPN on, on ABC, you know, once a month or anything like that. I think at one point in the Fox deal, they were doing a Fox special, like right around once a month.
0: It, well, yeah, I think once a month, yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I don't know that they'll ever do anything like that, um, but I could see them doing something where, you know, kind of surrounding the big pay per views surrounding the big pay-per-views there'll be an abc special that, that's also a pretty big special kind of right before that maybe once a quarter you know if they did it four times a year i could certainly see something like that uh and kind of just surround it around your bigger pay-per-views that you want to kind of pop up the buys for especially if this works like if they mm-hmm. get good numbers on abc and the buy rate on the mcgregor fight on pay-per-view it, it just is enormous then they're going to look and go well clearly it works so they're going to do it again um and even if it doesn't work, you know, even if it's not great, you could also look at it and say, well, it's the first time that that mm. show was on at, at three in the afternoon. Uh, you know, maybe you try it again and you put it in prime time. I mean, I think they're going to play with it a little bit. I, I'd be very surprised well, if this is the first and only time we see it on it, ABC.
0: It, it doesn't make sense, though. I mean, it makes sense to to do this. Like, if you're going to try it, this is when you try it. You have the coolness of Fight Island. You have the McGregor fight coming up next weekend. It's really like, like again, uh like I said with about the actual fight, it feels like both fighters have nothing to lose in the same sense ABC and ESPN have nothing to lose. UFC has nothing to lose on this. It's They're going to get enough watchers to pay for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. The island itself is, I mean, there's no, they have to to pay the fighters. There's not like there's anything else that's, it's not like a massive amount of uh, costs in there for them. We all know the UFC makes a lot of money. And so this is a win, 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 win for all of them. I think everybody, especially things like I said, like someone like Calvin, who some people have got gain, he's gained and garnered interest over the past few years, his introduction, introduction to the UFC. But he really was a no-name people for most of the United States yeah. uh up until now. I mean, you think about it, his fights against Jeremy Stevens and, and and you know, those kind of fights. But let's be honest, this is probably the fight where people are actually gonna learn who Calvin is. And that's why he's been on every news station. He's been interviewed by every paper, every podcast has been interviewed him. Um, so like this is where his you know, a big win for him here on ABC against the number one ranked fighter in the division, former UFC champion is going to be huge for him. Uh, and that's why I hope that he wins on uh, you know, to be an unbiased person in the media. Uh, I hope he wins on Saturday.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why, I mean, like you said, we've co- we covered him. We, we've talked to him. We, we know him a little bit. Like you, this is a guy that he's easy to root for. You want to see him have success. He's done it the right way. He's never gotten in trouble. Uh, you know, this is a guy who's just, he's really, really easy to root for. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, hope he has a lot of success this, this weekend and who knows, maybe, maybe we're doing this six months or eight months from now and we're talking about how he's headlining the pay-per-view in a title fight.
0: <laughs> and that, and that's the funny thing about it. And it's one of the sad things is I'm a huge Max Holloway fan. Like just ever since he started fighting in the UFC, it seems like he was like a scrawnier person, really, really likable, really, really, um, a family oriented person with his, you know, has his kid and all that. It, I mean, he's gone through some. A divorce and all this stuff but uh he just seems like a really likable person and so when i watched him fighting him win i was like i kind of want to root for this guy and so there, there's this random times where it's like i don't get this in any other sport because i'm a sports fan of like um you know say the patriots i want the patriots to win it's never a time where I'm like torn up inside wanting someone to win, but really wanting the other team to win as well. (laughs) Fighting is the only time it's ever happened to me. I mean, it's the, you know, um, John Jones and Alex uh, Gustafson fight. I loved both of them watching them fight was like, Oh God, I don't know who I want to win. And then going into this fight, it's like, I really want Calvin to win as someone from New England, someone who was born in Massachusetts, someone, like you said, someone I feel like that does the sport the right way uh, to win. But then you look at the other side of the ring and you're like, Oh, but that guy also does it that way, <laughs> not from New England. But still, it's like it's a tough fight to see. Uh, and, and we'll be happy with Calvin winning. But also, again, won't be sad for for Max to get that uh, win to kind of get him out of that slump of two uh, title card defeats. So um, it'll be interesting yeah. to watch. it would be something to be actually make you yeah. watch the fight.
1: Yeah, I, I just want a good fight. <laughs> I think I, I'd be happy with that, you know, because it's going to mm-hmm. be hard. Like you said, it's going to be hard to – to really pick a side on this one. Hopefully they just, it'd be awesome if, this, if we're coming out of this going like, geez, it's the first fight of the year and it could be fight of the year. Like that, that, that'd that be pretty cool. So
0: I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm excited to stop watching the news and to watch some fighting because the world is in a crappy spot right now. And I want some good news. I want Calvin to win. I want the guy from New England to win this fight and get that talk about him fighting someone for a title fight at some point uh, and all that stuff so I can just forget about what's going on in the world for one day. (laughs) That'll be fun. So Saturday will be fun. (laughs) I have have nothing to do on Saturday. I'm probably going to, I have ESPN Plus because I had that whole package with Disney Plus and Hulu um i'll throw on some prim, uh prelim fights i'll get some popcorn out we'll make dinner we'll watch uh calvin and, uh, and max uh because that fight won't be on until six probably probably five. around six
1: yeah right around five yeah, thirty so, and six
0: so like dinner time you can sit in front of the tv have some pizza and some beer and watch a uh, amazing fight it should be i mean we're not going to overhype it but we should be like i said we're only two weeks into the year but it should be fight of the year candidate for the end of the yeah. year because of the two way the two fighters fight mm-hmm. uh and that they both have Huge ambitions, um, you know, for the future. So, any last thoughts or things you want to, want to look out for? I mean, I know I didn't talk anything else about anybody else on this card. First of all, don't even know who else is on this card because I've been focused so much on sure Calvin I, and Max. Yeah. I'm not sure I look, um, <laughs> but I'm sure there's some good fights on there. I'm sure it's worth watching. We run, I really wanted to just focus on Max and Calvin for this uh, podcast special because, again, big fight uh, with big ramifications and based in New England. Uh, fighter based in new england uh with calvin but anything
1: else you wanted to add for it uh yeah i'm just looking at carl carlos conant's fighting on this card so there's oh well, this, there you go. the co-main event so that's uh the only other kind of recognizable name but yeah event, it's yeah. a good thing regardless of what happens i mean if this thing with abc and disney takes off he's the main event on the first show that ufc ever had on abc mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, so, and if it's only no what, what happens, happens if it's only one, it's you know I mean if it never yeah. happens again, he'd be the yep. only one to do that. So yeah, it is pretty. uh It we'll is pretty a little bit of looking, history there. Looking at the card now, me too. It's literally the only name. Oh, it's Matt Brown. So it's Condit Brown is the only other fighter that I even kind of care um, about. Yeah,
1: I don't really. Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> Matt Brown. Matt Brown's got to be what forty? Yeah, he's forty. Jeez I'm crow. So it's called Condit. Condit's thirty six. That's a <laughs> i can't i'm 35 i can't imagine copping into a to a ring and fighting at that that age uh 40 yeah. years old that's just crazy but
1: i can't imagine uh, doing it now <laughs> <laughs> so, let alone 40
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so uh, uh yeah um so calvin max holloway saturday uh main card starts at three but again between five and five thirty six o'clock uh keep an eye out to see if you want to tune in for the 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 fight uh we'll be watching i don't tweet as much anymore but i probably will be tweeting during this because uh i don't know i'm just excited uh and and the timing timing works great i can finish and still watch a movie at night if i wanted to to, you know do something we can't do much right now because of covid but like you can't go anywhere but you can do
1: something else at home (laughs) exactly
0: So and maybe what we'll do in the future, if he does get a title shot, maybe we'll we'll pull a card from a, um, uh, Joe Rogan and do a, a live watch, uh, live podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Watching the fight would be kind of cool. But, that'd um, be kind of cool, yeah. Hopefully he wins and gets some sort of fight. Uh, maybe by the end of the year, we'll know more about whether or not he gets a title fight if he wins. So, uh, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on, taking some time out to talk some MMA. I'm sure we'll do it again. I really like talking MMA and I like talking with you. Uh, and you'll be back on in a couple of months to talk hockey again. Um, the crazy, crazy, crazy world college hockey's been. I literally get an email. I still get emails from the Hockey East media, and it's like every day I get a schedule update, and it's, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I could. There's yep. no way I could keep track of that. <laughs> uh, don't. Neither can I. So. <laughs>
1: I told I told Brian Smith in the league. I said you guys shouldn't have even released a schedule. You just should have done it week to week. You just have, every yes. Wednesday you should have said, "Here's a schedule for this week," because <laughs> teams are getting quarantined and teams are dropping games. It's a mess
0: <laughs> because you could have uh, you could have done it with whoever's available.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. They should have just waited and then every Wednesday said, "All right, well, well, these are the, these we have these six teams available this week, so we're going to have these three games."
0: <laughs> so you can file follow, uh, follow Mike. Uh, uh, was it at Mike McMahon C H N at Twitter? Yeah uh Mm -hmm. and uh get information on him he's got all kinds of things about hockey but also he'll talk about mma here and there too uh are you still are you contributing to the ego tribune still or are you just are you doing your own thing still
1: uh yeah no i am a little bit here and there uh mostly just doing merrimack stuff so cool
0: awesome if you like merrimack college hockey or any college hockey follow him because he's very on top of all that stuff he's my go-to person (laughs) (laughs) thanks mike i really appreciate it thanks